When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's showtime. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? We listen to podcasts so that you don't have to. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, making his WATP debut, longtime listener, first time co host, Chris. Chris, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining honor. us. Yes. I'd like to remind our listeners that you can visit us at whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, or on Twitter at whoarethesepod. If you like what you hear, don't forget to give us a positive five star review on iTunes. And I will tell you, the last couple episodes, we've been dealing with a shitstorm. With our iTunes reviews, that has uh, subsided. We've gotten some uh, positive responses lately, so thank you. Keep it up. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called WTF with Mark Marin. Chris and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other very much beforehand. So let's get into it. Chris, this was actually your suggestion to do WTF. And we don't oftentimes take on huge podcasts. We did, uh, you know, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Mm -hmm. We did, um, what was that uh, really piece of crap podcast that everybody loves? Oh, the one on NPR? Yeah, what's that one called? Uh, S-Town? The one with Patrick Stewart. S-Town. Oh, well, yeah, we've done some, some NPR one. Oh, right, S-Town. Yep. Uh, so WTF is a huge podcast, one of the biggest ones out uh-huh. there. Everyone knows about it. Yes. Obviously, he had Barack Obama when he was still president mm-hmm. on the show, and a really big deal. So, um, you know, we... We're tackling this podcast from a place of, we know this is a great podcast that people like. We know it's a podcast that people like. (laughs) Right. Yes, the charts show that. This is true. And a little personal backstory, this was my idea because 
you asked me if I wanted to do this thing, and I said no, originally because <laughs> this is true. I didn't think I had anything to offer. And I happened to be listening to a WTF not too long ago while I was doing, you know, the floor at work. I'm a bar manager. And I had to turn up because I could not stand the vibe of his interviewing style. And I come from a place where I was a fan once. So I feel right. like I have a little bit of input because I'm not an arbitrary hater of this. Okay. So I used to really enjoy listening to him, and I, he turned a corner. We listened to uh, episode 831. There was an interview with Randy Newman. That was the one I teased last week. And then uh, Chris and I had listened to that episode. Mark Maron's a huge Randy Newman fan, so the interview was a little bit weird. He was more polite than usual. Yes. So then we also listened to Weird Al from July 5th, 2016. So we have uh, some clips and reviews from two of the podcasts that Mark has done. And, you know, you talk about his interviewing style. Mm -hmm. And I have a clip on here that this is him interviewing Weird Al. And I call this weird energy back and forth. And it's more about the interviewer than an interviewee. Because I've heard Weird Al, Weird Al on a lot of different shows. And listen to how bizarre this energy is. Do you have any compulsive, collectible... Well, I'm, I'm just a hoarder. I, w I would have totally been on that show if, if I hadn't gotten married. You can still be on the show. No, I, I could. Celebrity hoarder is yet to come. <laughs> that would be a good one. I think it'll happen. It's just a lot of talking over each other and not giving it a lot of space or room. Agreed. And this is common. With yes. the show, I've listened to, like I said, a, lo a lot of WTF in the past. Mark Maron talks probably 60% of the time, giving his guess right. 40%. I'm guessing there. You might have more numbers on this, but... Yeah, I do have the statistics. <laughs> I'll pull those in a little bit. Okay, good. Here is Mark doing what he does best, talking about Mark. I had the poster from Easy Rider of Dennis Hopper flipping off the camera. I had, uh, I had Mountain's second album. I had the Beatles... Um, Second album, I had, uh, I, and I had my parents, I had uh, Creedence Clearwater record, and I used to read Mad Magazine. Can you be more specific, Mark? Wait, which album of the Beatles did you have? Yeah. Which song on the Mountain album did you like the best? Because you didn't even explain <laughs> that yet. I mean, we haven't gotten into it. This is a podcast where you interview someone. And that was actually in the context <laughs> of why he was never silly as a young person. That's true. Just so you know. That's true. <laughs> this so, was explaining that. So this is uh, Mark explaining how he was raised. You'll be shocked to hear this. <laughs> uh, I, I just was brought up by very selfish people, by very narcissistic people. There weren't many boundaries. <laughs> what a story, Mark. So I have to tell you that uh, as a Room fan, I was excited that the host of the show is named Mark because I can throw all of my <laughs> Room drops work perfectly, in and it works perfectly. It very makes me nice, happy. Very nice work. Um, so Mark does make everything about him. And again, this is a good show. As podcasts go, the broadcasting, the quality, everything about it is good. I'm just pointing out that Mark is supposed to be interviewing people, and he always makes it about him. This is why I had to stop listening after a while. Right. So here's a, a little compilation I put together. This is from two minutes worth of audio, and I just took all the eyes and me's out and put it together. So I mean, I that was I I mean, me so I mean, I got you know I'm I but I I don't I I but I I I that was like I I actually I I was just uh, but I, I don't know I guess. <laughs> Yeah. 
You were working in your favorite stuff today. You're having a good day. The room, Primus. Yeah, I was shout out to uh, to the band Gift Shop from New York who uh, spent the night at my house last night. And I was up very late uh, partying with those guys. So it's uh, it's gonna be humble brag. Today. <laughs> humble brag. Hey, that's my joke. Oh, there's uh, there's one of the things that Mark Marin does right off the bat is he he reads commercials. He's terrible at reading No spots. shit. He's really bad. He brings this obnoxious energy that's so unnatural. Yes. When you read a spot, you're supposed to be like you're broadcasting because that's how it works for the advertiser. People think it's content, and so they listen to you like, oh, I'm going to try this Blue Apron thing. It sounds delicious. But listen to the way this asshole reads a spot. Hey, folks, listen up. From the creators and executive producers Mark and Jay Duplass comes a new anthology series called Room 104, premiering July 28th at 11.30 p.m. on HBO. Set in a single room of an average American motel, each episode of Room 104 tells the story of different assorted characters who pass through it. Could you imagine if we had a podcast where we talked to each other like this the whole time, Chris? I will watch that show if you stop yelling in my fucking ears. Watch it right now. Why aren't you watching it yet? I will. Watch the show. All right, here's a clip that I call uh, more yelling the read. Here's a, here's a different spot that he does. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate candidate i don't know what we're yelling about <laughs> loud noises so it's uncomfortable yes. he brings an energy to the show that's not fun to listen to it's not a morning zoo it's just it's it's hard to listen to because i i get tense i get tense listening to this guy yell yeah, yeah. and that read specifically reminded me of something i decided to just speed it up slightly and go ahead and pop that in with the micro machines, guys. See if you can figure out which one is which. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible micro-machine pocket place sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. It's identical. I thought that was all the same ad. <laughs> Yeah, so wait a second. I could get uh, employees and a tiny vehicle? I'm in. I was wondering what Stamps.com thought of his delivery while I was listening to... Dude, these companies that advertise on these podcasts have never heard one of their spots. Oh, they must not have. Yes, or else they would no, not continue with this. There's no quality control oh. that's going on at all. So um, Mark starts to talk about a book that he has coming out. And this is going back to the Randy Newman podcast. You heard this, right? Yes. All right. So he's got a book coming out, which is bizarre because it's based on a rambling podcast. So I'm not sure how that'll be good. But this is him uh, plugging his book. You know, as, as I've told you, we've got a book coming out in October called Waiting for the Punch, Words to Live By from the WTF podcast. And I, 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 I kind of want to give you a good idea of uh, of what the book is about. But I also want to say that th there's already feedback coming in from the the few copies that are out in the world that we gave away at BookCon and some people have gotten hold of them. It it's really compelling and powerful and I'm very proud of it. Who gives a shit who gives a fuck? 
So it's interesting that he would have a book based on WTF, which is an interview show. Yes. And what he does is he teases the book by playing uh, clips from it. He has this part where he says, there's a chapter on relationships where I have Conan O'Brien, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, and Rob Reiner. So it's, I think it's just someone who transcribes the podcast and prints it. Is that the Are you saying you it's lazy? <laughs> it's extremely... Because that's what I'm getting. It's extremely lazy. So this is Mel Brooks. And he, so he plays this clip. And he plays um, Mel Brooks talking about something that is crazy to me. This is the most pretentious and self-important thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He's talking about having conversations with uh, Carl Reiner. We just try to one-up each other? Yeah, we, well, we, we try to really amaze each other with where we're going with yeah. our minds. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, we're, we're still pretty good at it. <laughs> we try to amaze each other with where we're going with our minds. Oh, and we're still pretty good at it. Yeah. Yes. If now, you're 110, you can say that, I suppose. Hold on a second. I just want to bring this down. So Mel Brooks is, uh, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. everyone knows legend. him. He's a legend. Right. This is Mel Brooks in his prime. This is the genius comedy of Mel Brooks. I just want to remind okay. everybody. I'm ready. This is the guy who's trying to amaze the other person with where he's going with his mind. Blow my mind, Carl. Ready? All right. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole. Major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole, too, sir. Gunner's mate, first class, Philip Asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. All right, so uh, I know everybody has a special place in their heart for Spaceballs. Not me. But that is a garbage Movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a garbage scene. He's like, all right, here's the joke. The guy's an asshole, and his last name is asshole, right? Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's let's make that a, a part that actually doesn't get edited out of a major motion picture. How is that possible? Anyway, Mel Brooks is amazing, and we all love him. All right. Uh, there was a weird part where <laughs> Mel Brooks actually uh, talks about me, which was... Pretty cool, so I decided to pull that out. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Three nights a week, I'll, yeah. be, I'll, be, I'll be at Carl's house. Yeah. Carl loves wet hand jobs. <laughs> He's got my number. <laughs> he does know you. This guy knows me. It's amazing. All right. All right. So I want to get into the Weird Ale episode. Please do. And uh, the Weird Ale episode was interesting. I will tell you that... Uh, I'm a bit of a Weird Al fan. I grew up in that time when, uh, you know, being a little kid, you thought that, you know, someone singing about being fat was hilarious. And, yeah, I'm right. slightly ashamed of it, but whatever, you know, I'll own that. Um, apparently, yeah, but you were, what, 12? Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was eight. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently Mark Marin doesn't know who Weird Al is, doesn't understand what his deal is, and asks a lot of weird, awkward questions. He assumes that um, the accordion is an awful instrument. And this is a clip that I call him asking Weird Al, doesn't the accordion suck, is pretty much what he's doing. Yes. Well, they, when you first got the accordion, though, wasn't there part of you? I mean, who were your musical heroes at that time? Were, weren't you a little pissed off? I mean, I have to be, I imagine that being saddled with an accordion or a clarinet or a bassoon, but the accordion at least has a little more range. It seems to me like you're an expert, Mark. <laughs> what a weird fucking question to ask a very accomplished musician. 
Yeah, so you got the accordion. That sucks, right? You play the accordion. That that's gonna blow. Like, well, this is no, typical I'm, I'm of a professional his style. accordion player. Right. <laughs> this is typical of his style, and I know we're only referring to two shows, but it does span his yeah. catalog. Where a he asks a question where he's already giving the answer, right? And he's hoping that his guest is going to agree. And I really like it when they don't. By the way, yeah, and it does come up frequently. It does come up frequently. Where they're like, <laughs> "Why would you assume that?" He pro- he yeah. projects. You know, I actually wrote a note down here that. He projects his own thoughts onto people rather than be open minded and say, Accordion, you know, why did you pick yeah, that instrument? What's what the happened? deal? Instead, <laughs> instead, he thinks, listen to this clip where this is actually a little while after that, where he assumes that everyone hated Al Yankovic because he played the accordion. So when you were a kid, so six years old, you're straddled with this uh, accordion. I mean, was there, I mean, how did the other kids respond? Was there, were you an ostracized kid? That's a weird question. Right. Here you have this super talented, really funny, I mean, uh, that's debatable, but Weird Al's a funny guy. Yeah. He's super creative, witty, and he's like, so what? Everyone fucking hated you, right? He yeah, sounds he resentful of Al's career. Yeah, right? <laughs> that makes zero sense. Like, why would you have this guy in your show just to tell him, like, you, you sucked in high school, right? Everyone hated you. Um, and then here's a clip that I have where, like, we talk about he's projecting onto his guests. He can only relate things in the world and his life to himself. Right. And here's an example of that. You know, yeah, you don't seem like to have that, that weird menacing darkness. Yeah. I heard that too, and I'm like, what? That's where the fuck did that come from? weird thing to say to a guy who makes child-friendly parody songs. Yeah. You yeah. don't seem to have darkness. Well, yeah, no shit. Right. <laughs> There's no darkness at all. Yeah. Could he just be a... You know, a happy guy. Oh, apparently not. Enjoys life. <laughs> I Although, know. I, to be fair to Marin, he does bring up the fact that Al is sweet several times. Yes. And it's almost a little condescending, but whatever. It's a little condescending. Yeah. Um, this is this is funny. So, this is how the interview starts. And you would think, I'm not, I don't interview people. It's not my job. I think I'd be good at it because I'm a narcissist. But you would think that you would have your first couple questions does ready to go. What's that? Does that make you good at it? If you're a narcissist? No, I, I said I think I would be good at it. Oh, okay. Because well, I have a lot okay, of faith in myself yeah, you think you'd be to good do at things. Right, okay. <laughs> but I, I, you would think that when you start an interview with somebody, you're, you're going to do an hour with this person. You'd have the first few questions kind of mapped out. This is a weird way to start yeah. the interview. So Demento was your guy uh, early on. I, by the way, Weird Al is My in the... My mentor, uh, actually. Yeah, yes. your Dementor. Uh, or, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is in the uh, Cat Ranch <laughs> garage here, and... He starts off the interview without announcing who's on the show or anything, just going, so Demento is your guy. Yeah. What? Demento is your guy. He wants to get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got one foot out the door. Yeah. He's like, yeah, look oh, at his Oh, by producer. the way... <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, can't you start a podcast over at that point? Yeah. Like, wow, I'm sorry about that. I fucked up. I didn't tell anyone who you were. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny because he does this thing where he starts the show outside of the show he's going to do. And he introduces, you know, I talked to Weird Al, all right? Or I talked to uh, Randy Newman or whoever. And he's like, and here is that part of the show where I talked to this person. And I know some shows do that, but I find that a little bit weird, too. Like, why wouldn't you just start the show with that person and then get into it? Why does it have to be a whole separate thing that you then later record and then put it together in post? 
Well, I don't want to interrupt your flow because no, you're onto something here. But <laughs> you said to me in private when we were discussing this as a possible subject. Yes. That you appreciated his stand-up before, and I did. I used. I, I remember liking Mark Maron in the early '90s. I thought I thought he was a good stand-up comedian. Okay. So I think it's me. that part of him that needs to do that monologue before okay. he gets into the interview. He won't let go of that. Okay. And he assumes that people want to hear about him cleaning out his garage. Well, he, he has this thing going on, and I, I call this like a 90s radio throwback, where he does his, his own intro, and he talks it up, and he's like, hey, we're going to do the show, and it's my show, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then, for no reason at all, he just has this one clip that comes in. It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. He has the other person's voice come in with Mark Marin. Right. It'd be like if we were like, hey guys, it's WATP. With Carl and Chris. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just awkward. It's such a weird 90s radio holdover thing to it do. It is, and he's been using it from the get-go, I believe. The that in the music. The one thing that, yeah, there's a lot of... And maybe that's something that I should be doing on this podcast is just having awkward music beds transition from part to part. Because sure. I hear that a lot of podcasts. All of a sudden, just like this riff comes in. It's like... <laughs> and then it fades out. And you're like, oh, so we're here with Chris. I'm not mistaken. That's him playing his own crappy music. Oh, is it really? I'm pretty sure that is the case. That's interesting you say that because there was a part where I was listening to the drums. And I'm like, that... It's- you- He's yeah. not playing that right. Right. It that Hendrix was... outtake sounding thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's him, I believe. Okay. Well, yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? So, <laughs> one of the things that I always talk about on these podcasts that we review is you have an opportunity with podcasts. You're not going live on the air. You can fix things in post. And I get annoyed when people don't fix things in post. Like, you're telling other people to listen to the show. You couldn't listen to it one time through and fix a couple things? So Mark Barron does this. No, not Mark. I'm sure it's somebody who works for him. But this, I thought, was a little bit weird because this is a really bad edit. And I appreciate that he edits. But listen to how awkward this is. I'm going to be in Miami Beach, Florida this Thursday. That's March 1st at the South Beach Comedy Festival. you got to make it sound like it flows. You know what I mean? So I actually pulled that as an ISO. March 1st at the South Beach March 1st at the South Beach. That's obviously two different conversations this guy was having. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, this is a professional show. You'd think he'd be better at, at that kind of thing. It does sound like he's unprepared a lot of the time. And I think that's kind of a shtick, right? Yeah, it's that funny. He, he has this internal voice where he's not sure what's going on. Um, this is uh, him talking about him. And I, I find this interesting because this is how he starts out the show. And reminder, this is an interview show. Right. Thank you for uh, for tuning in, for making the choice, for hanging out with me and my mind and my guests and my mouth. So three out of the four things are him. And it doesn't get to the third thing that he talks about his guests. It's me, my mind. Like, all right, calm down, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that amazing. And I, I, we're probably going to get shit on for this because I'm sure I'm not that amazing either. But this guy is a little bit too self-important. Right. And that, I wonder what his core audience, you know, did they talk at the water cooler about, did you hear Marin t- took in a stray cat or whatever? <laughs> no, it's a lot of, it's a lot of the shit that I say we'll never do. And now Mark Marin is a uh, celebrity. 
if he wants to talk about his life, people want to hear that. I can understand that. Right. We never talk about our personal lives. I did mention that this band was staying at my house. I don't normally do that. <laughs> but we never talk about our personal lives because I, I assume no one gives a fuck and they shouldn't. Yeah. That's Mark a good Marin, place to start. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Mark Marin talks about himself so much. And you talk about the listeners around the water cooler. Do you think that people listen to the show have a name for themselves? I, I This is something that blows me away that he puts a label on people who listen to his show. So uh, let's do our show. The show. My show. This show. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckaroos? Uh, what the fuckadelics? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. It's so annoying that he has to start the show with WATP. Oh, wait, that's our show. All right, I probably should make fun of that. Well, look, you know a lot more about podcasts. People have to have their thing. Yeah. And this is a thing that probably should have dropped off a long time ago, but I'm sure he gets emails like, hey, why don't you try the Huxtables? Hey, I'm right. And of Cliff Huxtable. What the Huxtables? He does this and whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, There's worse things in his podcast than that, unfortunately. What, what are we missing here, Chris? Are we are we hitting all the uh, the things you wanted to hit about WTF? Yeah, I it, I appreciated his self-deprecating kind of thing because you know I, I think sometimes that can make for interesting fodder, but maybe not. In an interview. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up on the self-deprecating. He seems to feel really good about himself these days. I, I was talking about early Mark Maron when I became yes. a fan. And it was like, oh, okay, I don't mind listening to this little monologue about how things are going crappy for him. And then he does, you know, an interview in the garage. It's humble, you know. So, and the sound wasn't always great, but he would have right. surprisingly great guests. And it just built momentum. And now it, that self-deprecating part is gone. Like you said, yeah, he's, he's he's dropping names and he's dropping names and he's very proud of himself. Yeah, which is which is odd. Um, here's a clip that I can't read the entire title of, and it might actually relate to what we're talking about, and it might not. I I'm, I kind of have this weird fascination and, and love of conjunto music. Uh-huh. I love I love Mexican conjunto music with that polka beat. Right. I love that kind of sound. I I like it. That's fascinating. Please go on. Yeah, that's right. All right. So he just starts talking about a style of music that we don't have nothing to do with. Yeah. And just explain to him that he likes that. And Alan's Alan's being so there, polite. He was being so polite. Yeah. What he should have said was, <clears throat> okay, whatever. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was bizarre. And then there's this thing that he does, and I think you pointed this out to me when we were talking about doing the show. And I hate this about interviewers. They're so wrapped up with their questions that they don't listen to the answer. Yep. If you listen to the answer, you could take the conversation in the natural direction you would if you were talking to someone in a social setting. Yes. If you and I were talking and you said something to me and I just said randomly, oh, the Cubs won yesterday, our conversation is over. Right. But this asshole does not listen to the answer. And this is actually uh, an example of that where... Elle comes out with a decent joke, and he just steamrolls it. Yep. So she, she's not vegetarian. She, well, she's still vegetarian, except she eats meat all the time. And how about so. the kid? Yep. She's still a vegetarian, except for she eats meat all the time. He was reading off his card the next uh, What about question? the kid? Yeah, right. Yeah. What about the kid? And so you're like, oh, that you could have gone somewhere with that, because they were talking about how he's a vegan. Yeah. He was a vegan, now he's a vegetarian, and his wife was a vegetarian. But 
apparently now she eats meat, but well, you know, whatever. He's just, he's just moving on. And then this I thought was weird. This is again, so he's talking about Al's daughter. And I just hear a lot of baggage in this question. If you listen to the way he delivers this and what he says, you could tell that it's his own, again, projecting his own issues onto the person he's interviewing. Oh, well, that's nice. Are you going to are you going to uh, force an instrument on her? He's talking about Al's eight-year-old daughter. Are you going to force an instrument on her? Yeah. Chris, you and I are both musicians. We play in a band together. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever forced an instrument on you? Not since I was eight. And <laughs> you don't, I don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get all marin on you. Fair enough. I just thought that was odd that that's the way he thinks about having your kid try music. You're going to force an instrument. Obviously, he I did, did not find take that a little music. weird. He did not take to music, obviously, and was still mad at his parents for making him take piano lessons when he was seven. If I was interviewing Al and I knew nothing about Weird Al, within five minutes I would have gotten, you know, even before, a feel for Al and would not have asked that question because it doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would force anything on anyone. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Read your your interview. Could you imagine you had this guy who's just a sweetheart of a guy, so accomplished, and you're like, so what are you doing? You fucking up your daughter? (laughs) Yeah. That's That's a weird question to ask. So what are you, being a dick as a father? What's going on? Um, No, I don't know why you would get that. uh... (laughs) There was a couple other questions he asked where Al inadvertently answered future questions in his interview that he should have just left off the roster and Uh still went ahead and asked. I wish I could be more specific. It had to do with his touring schedule. Chris left his notes at our uh, (laughs) our band's practice space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He did a thing and stuff. And I'm bitching about him not being prepared. (laughs) He's got it written down on Sharpie on his hand, but they expect it. Can't read it now. Um, so I have exhausted my my clip list again. I know his production's better than ours. I know people like his show. Um, there's just it's just weird that a guy like Mark Marin has an interview show because it's not his forte. He wants to talk about himself. The, my biggest takeaway from the show is that. Mark Marin is extremely pleased with himself at this point in his life. Yeah. Maybe when he first started the podcast, he was experimenting. And I know that he was going through a thing in his life where he wasn't sure if he was going to still do comedy. And he was kind of figuring out if he was still a celebrity and what he was doing. And now he's taken off. Right. He's got the podcast. He's on TV shows. He's doing this whole thing. And he's so pleased with himself. And this is the thing. I like rooting for an underdog. Yeah. And. Go Cubs. And this guy does find success. And he's kind of an asshole about it. Yeah, I mean, at least during his interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. He's a sore winner. And I actually do know people have, you know, met the guy after shows, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff when he does his stand-up. I think he came through here for uh, Edge Fest or whatever, the French Fest. Right, right, yeah. And apparently he's a hell of a nice guy. And I actually like his work on Glow. I hope that gets renewed for another season because I think he's, he's good. So it's not like, again, I'm an arbitrary hater, but does he suck as an interviewer? Yes. Yeah. I think it's okay to say that. I think he's terrible as an interviewer. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's odd that this was the platform that took off for him. Had he not been so early in podcasting, I don't know that he would have broken through the clutter. Good point. He got in at the right time. Right. Where there weren't a lot of podcasts. Now, I don't know if you know this, Chris, 
There's a lot of podcasts. I think he inspired some of these podcasts. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think hopefully to people who want to be better interviewers it's than funny, him. It's funny you say that because when you hear something and you're like, I can do a better job than that, you're inspired to do it. He inspired yes. a lot of podcasts. As people heard this, they're like, this doesn't, doesn't sound that hard. You know, if you hear George Carlin do, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, you don't think, I should be a stand-up. You're like, holy shit, I could never do this. Yeah. But if you hear Mark Merritt do a podcast, you sit there and you go, I should do a podcast. I'll interview the fucking president and ask him benign questions that nobody gives a shit about. Yep. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to uh, switch gears real quick, Chris. There's a podcast that I love. I've talked about it before. Uh, no Agenda with John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry. And uh, they talked about our show on their show, which was uh, very cool. I was very excited about that. Here's a clip of No Agenda talking about uh, WATP. Who are these podcasts on which we clip and review other shows? <laughs> oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> it's actually very funny. I went and listened to a bunch of this stuff. What's I listened it, what's to it, their what's show. It called? What's it called? Who are Who these, these podcasts? It's also they refer to podcasts? it as WATP. Oh, cool. All right. I like We're that. WATP in the morning. Hey, everybody. I am a huge John C. Dvorak fan. And the fact that he said WATP in the morning makes me very excited. So I do have this <laughs> ISO, which I'll probably work into our intro at some point. WATP. WATP in the morning. <laughs> oh, I can listen to that all day. So uh, that's with John C. Dvorak and um, Adam Curry. Do you know who Adam Curry is? He was a VJ oh, yeah. on oh, MTV. Yeah. 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 So he was. He used to be a celebrity. Was now he's a ball, podcast. Right? Yeah, he did Headbangers Ball yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, it's funny because they, they talked about our show and the fact that our show makes fun of other podcasts. So Adam Curry's like, well, why don't we make fun of their show? Of course. So here is No Agenda's Take on WATP. Now, their show, I you know, is a good takedown of various podcasts. They do a whole show oh, pretty much. You know what we need to do? We need to do a takedown of theirs. <gasps> well, I'll do it right now. All right. They need better mics and. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not funny. And that's about it. All right. <laughs> that's better mics, boys. Uh, it's always in the microphone, isn't it? Oh, it's so funny. I, I've been reading a lot of negative reviews on our iTunes page, and that is something that keeps coming up. Apparently, my equipment's not very good, Chris. <laughs> Have you heard? You heard hey, did you guys see this? You heard about this? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the news. My uh, equipment's not very good. Hey, did you guys see this? So emasculating. Uh, that was awesome, though. I'm, I was so happy that uh, John C. Dvorak listened to the show and uh, had, had good things to say about it. Yeah, they like the content. They just don't like the mics. Yeah, they just think it sounds like garbage. <laughs> um, so that leads me to some recent reviews that we've had on our iTunes page, Chris. People get very excited about the iTunes review update. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming a new segment on the show. I yeah. should have like a, a, a quick lead-in drop or something. Uh, maybe something like this. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made before observations, this could be a podcast. <laughs> All right, so here's one that says apparently most people don't understand. Five stars. It's a really witty and fun podcast. It's not the highest quality thing in the world, but it's people getting together and doing honest and funny reviews of random podcasts. So even when people say that the show is good, they have to mention that the quality sucks. I love that. That's good. <laughs> this is what I asked for. If you hate our show, give us five stars and then just shit on it in your review. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> it is a good review. They a make a idea. lot of sense and are really fair. And the only people who seem to leave bad reviews are the ones who are mad their favorite craptastic show got ripped on. 
chill out, people, and have some fun listening to them riffing. I, I like that person. That was from August 6th of 2017. We also had one that says, fresh, five stars. <laughs> it's a very creative perspective. Trolls need not apply. Keep up the good work, guys. So oh. uh, we appreciate that. I don't usually read the positive Thanks, reviews. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually read the positive reviews, but Jesus, it's been so brutal lately. I had to do something. <laughs> it's, it's been ridic. So, do you have a good brutal review to read, or nothing new? However, okay, right. I do Great. want to go back. Good segue. All right. I do want to go back to one that came in recently from Rhino Radio, hmm. who gave us a review of one star and said lame. And the review was, "What I love about this podcast is they lack any original content. They talk about other shows that are more successful and talented to fill time. We're filling time." It's the whole fucking Wait, are they point. talking about Mark Marin or It's the whole point of our show is to review other podcasts, and this dummy is telling us that we're filling time mm. by playing other podcasts. Obviously misses the point. So I clicked on this person's link, Rhino Radio, to see what other shows this person had reviewed. And there's just one other show. The Rizzuto show. Uh Phil? The Rizzuto show. And she says. One of the best shows out now. Five stars. She loves the Rizzuto show. So, Chris, you know what that brings us to? The teaser. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So here is the Rizzuto show. This person who thinks that we're lame and lack any original content will be doing this show next week. And here is right. a... School us. Here here's we go. a teaser. Please school us. Hey, good morning, everybody. That sounded a little better. That's better than Tuesdays. The Hey Riz is back. I mean, Tuesday, I couldn't even open up my mouth. Terrible. That is true. Because sorry. <laughs> well, I see you got the, uh, you got the boot off. Right? You have the walking boot off. And yeah. you played softball yesterday. Yeah. I hope my doctor's not listening right now. But yeah, those both happened. Oh, he said you weren't supposed to? I was supposed to wear it. supposed to have that boot on still? Till tomorrow, yeah. Oh, come on, man. What the fuck was that? Good news, your doctor is not listening. He has an IQ over 80. <laughs> He's not listening to your shitty morning zoo show. So this is a, a morning show out of St. Louis, I believe. I haven't done a lot of research yet. But I just, when I saw that this asshole liked the Rizzuto show and hated us, I had to check it out. And I realized right away, this is a piece of a garbage. Yes. This is what we call in the industry. So I'm going to tear down the fourth wall. All right. And when you're a podcaster, you mm -hmm. join an elite group of people. And we have our own vernacular. We have our own language. We call this show a garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so you guys know. All right, we're going to be reviewing an episode from August 3rd, 2017. It's called Tom Green, A Winning Freak and Sasquatch is Real. So, apparently Tom Green's going to be on this show, so that'll be fun. Wow. <laughs> Huh. I think I want to use your wow as a future drop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or Christopher Walken, either one. You know. Boring. 
Um, so that's going to be the show next week. We're going to have a, a, a new co-host that I'm excited about. It's uh, someone that I've been forcing to be on my show because that's what I do. I bully people. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that, Chris? Yep. <laughs> so please join us again next week because it might be the show where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.